podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Game to Love podcast. And today we are joined by former top 100 player, Henry Laxenen. He speaks to us about his amazing career and the fact he got to the second round of three Grand Slams in 2019. It's a pleasure to have Henry Laxanen uh, on the Game to Love podcast. What have you been doing with yourself during this time in quarantine? Yeah, actually, um, I have been pretty lucky. Um, I was in, uh, in Peru playing Davis Cup, and then, then we flew with my coach to Indian Wells. And then, then we got the news that uh, everything is cancelled. So I... I traveled back to Europe and uh, picked up picked up my car and drove to Finland. And uh, actually, it was pretty um, good decision because they kept here a couple uh, tennis halls and tennis courts open. Okay. So I have been able to practice now almost three months, basically every day. Wow! So uh, uh, that has been uh, very good for me because I had some problems with my my body uh, beginning of the year and end of last year so i actually really needed the the time to practice and really take care of my body so i have been doing the the normal little longer uh, breezes and just that's great i mean what was the uh, what injury did you have that you were trying to get over was there a certain part of your body which was in need of recovery yeah well i actually it happened already uh, last year like during autumn i got some trouble with my hips so uh i had little difficulties moving on the court and then then the problems came also when i started to surf so it took really long like four or five months before it started to get better and then uh, during the off season, I tried to go to lighter racket. Uh, then, uh, then I got a tennis elbow, of course. That's wow. a new problem. So uh, then I was dealing with that one in January and February. So uh, uh, both both things are are getting better now. And uh, yeah, I have been able to to practice like one and a half, two months now fully uh, no. without big without big problems. No, it's good to hear you're getting better. Um, outside of tennis, though, have you been up to anything different? Any new hobbies? Because um, we've had a few different tennis players on, and they've said they've taken up a few new hobbies, <laughs> trying new things. Have you got anything? No, not really. Um, I just got like two, three weeks ago. Uh, it's not a new hobby, but uh, I got new rackets from Head. And, uh, okay. yeah, I'm still customizing them. And uh, I... It's good time to to do that stuff. It's it's a bit different, but I like to customize my own records, so uh, that takes some time. And uh, rather than that, uh, not really new hobbies. Okay, uh, do you always stick with head or? Yeah, well, I played really long when I was uh, junior already. I have been playing with uh, head prestige, and then then I played two three years with uh, Wilson and. Now I'm back with uh, head since two, three years already again. So, wow, 
Well, it certainly seemed to be uh, doing the business for you last year. I think you've had probably one of your best years on tour with getting to the second round of three Grand Slams, which is what an incredible achievement that was. Um, I, I noticed that there was, uh, like at the start of last year in 2019, you played in a challenger in Australia just before the Australian Open. It was in Playford. And you came up against Casper Ruud and you lost to Casper Ruud in this match. But then your next match after this match, you see it on the qualifying for Australian Open. You're playing Casper Ruud again. And then you beat him in this match. How satisfying was this to be able to uh, overturn this loss so quickly? Well, I, I think it was funny because uh, we both, me and my coach, we laughed. Then when we saw the draw in Australia in Australian Open for the first round and we saw I play against Casper so uh, actually even I lost the week before I was feeling really well and uh, we went quite early to Melbourne and we practiced well before the tournament started so I was feeling uh, really really well on court my my body was feeling good so uh, I was pretty confident actually that uh, I will have a good chance and uh, yeah, I was able to play a really good tournament there. So, yeah, it was funny because we were both laughing when we saw the, the draw first. Yeah, he's a brilliant player as well, a brilliant young player. He's in some of the best form of his career. Obviously, he's just starting off. Um, so it was a good win to be able to get that over him, for sure. It was uh, it was a great, great start for the year. Uh, in Australia, it gave uh, a lot of confidence. Uh, it was the first time I qualified also for the Grand Slam and uh, to be able to win uh, first round. And then, then I played a really great match against the Minar. Yeah, and well, amazing match. That's, we've, yeah, we've come, come on to that. Let's uh, break down that match because, I mean, what an incredible match that was. I mean, five sets in Australia against the biggest Australian hopeful probably for the tournament, Alex de Menor. And you go two sets down and then you pull it back to two sets all. I mean, I was watching some of the highlights earlier and it looked like your forehand was just on fire that day. <laughs> it was just everything you were hitting, it was just like whizzing past him. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was really great match. And... Uh... Actually, uh, before the match, I didn't feel so comfortable uh, because I had some back problems. But then, uh, longer the match went, uh, I mean, also the problems went away, of course, already when I started to play. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't have anything to lose. And uh, I started to feel better and better on court. And, uh, yeah, I was just uh, hitting the forehands as, as much as I could. Well, you definitely did a really good job and uh, you just saw it was like a relief for him, I think, to finally get through. In the end, he looked like he was really struggling in those in that fourth set and then he just somehow managed to turn it around. But what was it like being up against not only him, but the whole entire country of Australia in, like, in that match? It seemed like it was that the stadium was really roaring. Yeah, I think... Uh... Actually, the atmosphere was really great. And uh, um, what I also think is that the, especially Australian fans, they are, I mean, of course, I played against uh, Australian player, but uh, 
they are very uh, fair, I think, towards if, if, I, if I played a great point or I did something good on the court, then they were also supporting me. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was a really fair atmosphere. But uh, of course, they wanted to that he wins. But uh, I felt uh, really great on the on court. And uh, because, for example, at some Davis Cups, it's it's a bit tricky if you play in in certain countries. It's uh, it's not always easy. Uh, <laughs> it's not always fair. What do you find one of the hardest countries? <laughs> well. I remember last year I I won the challenger in in Rome in May and uh, I think I played four Italians in, uh, in that yeah. tournament <laughs> yes. and it it wasn't easy. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. There, you, you, there was some really good players as well that you beat in that uh, in that tournament. It was like Matteo Viola, Salvatore Caruso, Paolo Lorenzi, and uh, Moroni in the final as well. Like and all great players. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I played against Lorenzi. It was I won the first set seven six, and then it was like five all, thirty all sec, uh, second set, and uh, then I missed the first serve, so I had a second serve. But then someone from the spectators uh, threw ice cream actually on the back wow. of the court, so we, oh. I had to wait a little bit, and uh, then wow. then I got the second serve. So not, not the best timing. Those Italian fans, passionate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all countries are, though, for their own hometown players. Everyone always gets behind them. And it must be very tricky yeah. to sort of play in these sort of environments, for sure. But what I wanted to actually ask you is 2019 was obviously a brilliant year for you. 2020 started off and then we had the coronavirus. Obviously, we don't have much tennis played. But what was, your, what was your goals and sort of ambitions for this year? Because, like, me, me and Ben, personally, we were talking before you came on and we were thinking that we feel like it would have been a really good year to see you push on. Um, obviously you had a brilliant year last year and uh, I guess this year was just your, your year to sort of push on from that and see how far you could really go maybe break back into the top 100 and sort of go from there Yeah for sure uh, my goal is to go back to top 100 and then uh, I mean hopefully also higher but uh, especially the way I finished last year I had uh, a lot of trouble with my body and the, the main goal was uh, to be healthy and to to be able to play again on that level, and uh, I wasn't really able to practice end of last year how I wanted. So um, of course it takes some time to get back to that to your level where you were, and uh, that was the main goal. But then uh, after that was to to go back to top hundred again. Do you have like a particular Grand Slam you want to go furthest in, or not really? I mean, I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> Happy with every Grand Slam if I go far. Okay. But do you have like a preferred surface where you enjoy playing on? Um, well, I mean, if if we look only the Grand Slams, then I have always felt really comfortable in Australia. I think that's that's one of the favorite for me. But um, yeah, generally I like slow surface, either clay or slow hardcore. I mean, yeah, looking through uh, all of your results, uh, you can see that you're you adapt really well to either surface, really. And, yeah, just to touch on, like, some of your... I know you've mentioned uh, playing against different countries and stuff, but, like, for Davis Cup and that type of thing. saw in February, just after you'd had that Australian Open, you actually had two amazing matches against Medvedev and Karen Kachanov, like, such close matches. Like, I uh, watched 
those matches and I just that match against Karen Kachanov I don't think I've seen a ball being hit so hard in a match. <laughs> it was crazy. Like some yeah, there were certain moments, he was watching the points, and it's like, how did he even get that one back? It looked yeah. like he was a winner, and you just appeared from the screen and just got it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I was playing uh, really well that time, and uh, of course we played in Beale, where I have practiced. Uh, it's a federation, Swiss federation, uh, so I practiced there for five years. So I'm also used to the conditions, and I was playing well that time, and conditions are fast, so uh, it helps a lot. It's indoor if your uh, service is working, and then, uh, yeah. But I think it, it comes a lot with the confidence, and, uh, yeah, uh, many things help, of course. Yeah, what, which would you say was uh, tougher for you to adjust to? Medvedev, is he, was he a bit tougher to play than Karen Kachanov? Yeah, I think uh, the way Medvedev plays is, is very tricky because he serves well and then you don't get one easy <laughs> easy point from him. And uh, especially he was able to keep uh, the rallies on our, on our backhands and uh, it was not easy to to get away from it and he he's also able to keep the ball really low so it's it's not easy to attack yeah and when he's at the net as well his arms are everywhere he just can't even (laughs) seem to pass him he's like an octopus isn't he with his arms (laughs) yeah no it's it's really tricky to, to hit winners against him that's for sure yeah definitely well, uh, moving on from like that, Davis. I know that was in February. After that, you sort of went on a great run of form. You won, was it? You won on hard and in Bangkok, where they won a hard court challenger, which is great. You beat some great players there as well: Go Seda, James Duckworth, Dudi Sailor. And then you won again, yeah. like you said, in the Rome. After that, yeah, like I think the- it was. I played in Thailand, uh, the challenger, I was playing really well, uh, but uh, the conditions were brutal. I think it was like 30, 35 degrees and really humid. So, yeah, uh, yeah I was I was playing well, but then after that, I was uh, pretty exhausted from all the tournaments and all the weeks in a row. And then I didn't play so well for one, one and a half months. And then, then we went back on clay. And uh, there I started to have good results again. Yeah, you definitely did. Like that was the one, you obviously won that tournament in Rome. And then straight after that, we come to the French Open. And yeah, you managed to get through the qualifying. And then you came up against a really good heart, um, sorry, a really good clay court player that are on the challenger scene, which is Pedro Martinez. And you absolutely destroyed him in this first round. Like six one, six love, seven six. Was everything just going right that day? Yeah, especially the the first two sets. Uh, I I don't know. I I was playing well. I didn't do any mistakes, and uh, I was playing aggressive. And uh, they just went uh, really fast for me. And then he of course improved his game for the third set. And uh, then it was. Uh, tough third set but uh, the first two sets um, I didn't do anything wrong <laughs> definitely not as well uh, he was like we say too little too late I think for just coming in in the third set but then you go up against well world number one in the next round what was that like <laughs> Novak Djokovic 
Well, well, like after 18 minutes, the, the first set was already 0-5, so uh, it wasn't the best start. But uh, yeah, uh, everyone knows that you don't get one point free from him, so it's not easy Never. to go on a big court like that. So uh, I just remember after uh, yeah a few minutes, it was already 5-0 on the scoreboard, and then you just try to do your thing and uh, try to do the next set better. I think you're being a bit harsh on yourself. I thought you played quite well, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I think it's tricky against Novak Djokovic to be able to to beat him, as per se. But especially second and third set, I thought you performed quite well and you were hating quite a few winners. And it was quite an even even affair. But it's always Djokovic. He's always a tricky tricky player to be playing against. <laughs> From your perspective, like, uh, what would you find like the biggest his biggest asset is? Well, especially. Um his return and uh, also I remember on the first set especially in the first set uh, I saw that he hit the winner already but then then he hits uh, backhand down the line winner behind the back so uh, yeah that surprised uh, me a few times and uh, yeah on the second and third set I think I started to, to serve a bit better and then I, I of course, had to play more aggressive, even more aggressive on my forehand, and uh, that helped me to, yeah, just trying to to do if I have even a slight chance to to go for it. Yeah, I mean his his game on clay is like much much improved in recent years. As like I think we everyone's seen. I thought something in that match, which was probably quite evident, he's just really able to hit through the ball so so well on clay now and hit like quite a lot of clean winners, which didn't used to be in Djokovic's game on clay. But who do you see anybody challenging? Like, obviously, Rafa is the king of clay. This is his tournament. Um, do you see anybody sort of taking this crown from him uh, in the in the next year or two? I don't know, but um, I think Team is of course dangerous, and uh, he has been improving now as well on on Grand Slams. And uh, I don't know if he has been twice already in the final yep. French Open, so he's for sure a dangerous opponent for him. Do you have any experiences with Team? Have you played against him before? I think I played once in a challenger in Italy, but that's I don't know, maybe ten years ago. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't remember much more about that. <laughs> no, it'd be interesting to see. I'd like to see you guys um, play each other next year, maybe. That would be a good match, I feel. Well, hopefully. It means that I had to play well in one tournament, at least. So. I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so should we touch on like the other Grand Slam that you obviously did well in as well? Uh, in the US Open... You just went straight into the main draw, is this right, on this one? Yeah, no, last no. year I was, I don't know, I was probably one of the last ones in the main draw. And, uh, yeah, I played a long match against Chechen after then. Yeah, I watched it live, this match. I remember it being on and I was watching it and I was just thinking, how long is this match going to go? It was like, it was four hours, wasn't it, in the end? I was like, wow, 7-6 in, uh, in the final set as well. But what what a match though! What were you thinking yeah, like, was... during this match though? Like because obviously you went two sets up. Uh, yeah, you went two sets up in this match, two tie breaks, and then he pegged you back. What were you thinking going into that fifth set? Well, I mean, uh, I won those first two sets uh, in tie breaks. I think both, and 
yeah, I I wasn't playing bad, but then uh, he could improve his game on the third and fourth set, and uh, he he was also leading the fifth set with a break, and uh, I don't know if it was one three or two four down. I was in the fifth set and. Uh, the game wasn't going for me, so I had to do something. So uh, I started to play more aggressive on uh, return games as well, took more risk on the return. And then uh, I hit a couple good returns. So I, I broke him and then, uh, yeah, we were holding our serves until the tie break. And uh, I think I played very good tie break in the fifth set. Yeah, it seemed like tie breaks were your thing in that whole match. Like you got three tie breaks, three three wins there. <laughs> so yeah, seems yeah like usually you're... they are not my case, but uh, that day they worked. At least yeah. the new John is now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Like yeah. I've seen, I've seen you winning a, like quite a few tie breaks though. And like, well, you, when you played Medvedev and Kachanov, you took a, won a tie break against both of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you I approach a tiebreak differently to another set, to a normal set? Do you have like a do mentally? Do you do anything differently, or you, you just focus point on point? No, I try to focus point on point. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I usually I don't go for the tiebreaks. Even uh, I don't remember that I have so many tiebreak sets uh, usually. But uh, yeah, I try to go point by point. Mm. That's good. And if after like a match like that, obviously it was four hours long, uh, five sets, must be pretty tiring. And then you came up against in the next round, uh, Denis Shapovalov, who was probably in one of his like hot streak of form uh, with that crazy backhand that he has. What was it like playing against him? Like, uh, how good is that backhand? Like to be on the receiving end. Well, I especially remember uh, he was serving well that day and uh, he went for the shots, so the, the ball was coming quick. And myself, I was serving maybe 170 or 180, so I didn't get any free points on my serve. So uh, it wasn't an easy day. But also against him, you cannot give any easy balls. Uh, otherwise, he, he goes for it. And, uh, yeah, you you try to have to to be aggressive uh, directly when you can on the point. Yeah, for sure. Do, do you feel like the five-set match before, or like, did, do you still feel tired from that when you're playing, or is that completely gone when you're on the court, you're just literally in the moment? No, I still had some muscle pain on the from the first match, of course, and uh, I'm tired, but I think it's for every, every player... Uh, they feel always something. There is there is not a day uh, you don't have pain somewhere. So, uh, and usually when you start a match or start to play or get warm, then uh, also the the problems usually get better. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you had another. Uh, yeah, you had a couple of uh, good ATP events that I've seen in your career as well. Which was uh, in a well last year as well. You got to the quarterfinals in Houston. Uh, you actually, yeah, you took out well a rising young star in America, Tommy Paul, who's a really good player. Uh, and then you came up against Garin in the quarterfinals, but uh, unfortunately lost to him. Do you feel like uh, 
in the US, this is like you like prefer playing over there. You seem to have like quite a lot of good results over in the US. Yeah, I remember especially the I think the first year when I went there in October, November to play the challengers. And that was the the first challenger I won there. I played first uh semis, then I lost early and then I won the challenger and then I still won one future after. And uh, actually there it started I was playing well. Um to had or I had some results as well in challengers and then uh, gave me confidence and then then I went there back uh, the next year for the same tournaments and uh, I did the same results. I think I had semi-final then win and semi-final still in uh, four challengers. So I I always enjoy to play there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, yeah, it shows on your record. Uh, and I've noticed that, yeah, you had a few good, well, I saw one good tournament that was over in, was it in China as well? Is Cheng, Chengdu, is that China, I believe? Yeah, you. I think I, you you got to the final there, but you retired in the final when you were set up against uh, Chang. I think. I think it was Chang. Yeah. Yeah, that was the challenger, but I, I remember it was. Uh, I don't know. It was maybe thirty-five, forty degrees every day there, and uh, that's, that's it what was, I was just brutal. That's what I was going to say to you because of the temperature in China and how grueling the matches can be over there. I noticed in this tournament. Every match you went had went to three sets, and all of them you had a two over two hours, two out nearly three hours, and another two out two hour matches leading up to this final. Was this what caused you to retire in the final? Was you was, was there an injury there or caused by all this match play? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, the conditions were really fast, so uh, all the match went. Just three sets and really long matches. And I remember in the semi-final, I think they said on the stadium where we played, it was 53 degrees on the stadium. Like oh, you wow. had those uh, those walls there and uh, it, it heated really nicely. Uh, so, of course, I was exhausted, but <laughs> I also get a, got an injury on the first set of the, of the final. So I just couldn't go on anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's funny enough, we had Danilo Petrovic on the podcast last week and he was saying how playing in China was the, is the toughest place to play because the humidity, uh, the environment, everything's so tricky to be playing. Yeah. Um, is, do you agree with that? Do you find it really tough? And what, what, would you do anything differently in your shots? Do you try and shorten the points when you're playing in these, in the, in these environments? Yeah, I remember I also played Shenzhen ATP tournament there once uh, uh, semi-final and then the Shengdu final and uh, there is not much you can do and just trying to keep it short but also ice towels they they give you a good feeling for the first first or two points uh, after the chains over and then then you just try to look for the shadow and <laughs> there is there is not much to do so it, it's it's a bit like uh, you're playing in the in a movie which is going slow like you you cannot just take all the all the power out of your legs or you cannot go left right full power otherwise uh, you, you kill yourself after five minutes um, you just have to try to to save also some energy but uh, it, it's not easy there after a long point to recover for the next one 
Yeah, it makes sense. And um, just move, sort of moving on to your heritage, really. I noticed, what, was you born in Finland and then you moved to Switzerland? Is that correct? Yeah, I grew up in Finland and, uh, yeah, then I lived like seven years in uh, in Switzerland and now I have been traveling so much, like, I don't know, 35 to 45 weeks a year, so I don't really have a base. Yeah, it makes sense. Tennis players are everywhere, so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. what I was going to ask is, obviously, it'd be rude not to mention Roger Federer, of course. Is, is he someone you've always looked up to getting into tennis? Like, you look up to him as like your idol, like an inspiration for you? Uh, actually, uh, I was always following the most Marat Safin. I think uh, every time he played, it was so entertaining. Uh, you never knew what's what's going to happen on the court. Uh, uh, of course, I have followed uh, a lot of Rogers matches and uh, also uh, from Novak, those players. Nice. And um, just talking about Finland as well, there's another young player who on the podcast we talk about a lot. I'm, I'm sure you're probably familiar with him as well. It's uh, Rusevori. Uh, he's a young player. He's coming through the scenes uh, and we feel like he has a lot of scope to improve his game and become a top 100, he's almost there now, but just really sort of grow and sort of come to the next level in the ATP tournament. Do you, have you seen much of him or what's your views on him? Yeah, actually I played against him once or twice last year and uh, I think he's a very solid player. He, he improved a lot his serve now, let's say the last six months. So that has been more dangerous and on the, on the baseline for him back and he... He can also accelerate the ball and is, is not doing uh, easy mistakes. So it's not easy to play against him. And uh, actually now the time I was practicing here in Finland, I, I have been playing a lot and practicing with him, uh, practice sets and uh, different practices. So we played like, let's say, two or three times a week. And I think it has been a great thing for both of us. Yeah, it's good. I'm sure, I'm sure the rallies are very uh, long. Uh, with you two yes. both hitting at each other <laughs> but I guess it's good practice and it's definitely good for him to be playing against someone a bit older a bit more experienced on tour who's played against all these big guys and um, hopefully he can feed off that and we'll see where what the future ha- has for him really um, but a question I was going to ask really just a sort of a general question we've been asking a lot of players really is uh, for you do you have uh, one of your tough, toughest opponents you've played against and the next question is, do you have a favorite player you enjoy watching? Well, I mean, Safin doesn't play anymore. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoy to watch him because uh, the racket's flew and whatever happened on the court. And uh, yeah, I think for sure, toughest opponent is Djokovic because you just have to earn every single point and uh, you have to hit two, three times the winner before you get one point. So I I find those uh, opponents most difficult. And who would you say that your favorite player to watch on tour at the moment? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I just generally watch uh, all the matches and uh, I cannot choose one. One favorite, <laughs> just a general fan of tennis. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, the, if there's tennis on, we watch it. Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Back in 2018, I just uh, spotted that I didn't bring up that there was a 
couple of players that you beat in Sweden on the clay, which uh, can't have this interview without bringing it up. Uh, you beat Matteo Berrettini 6-2, 6-2. What an amazing result that is. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously top 10 right now. And how, how was he on court? Like, I mean, he's obviously such a big character in the sport. You've managed to dismantle him there pretty quickly. Like, what was what was the uh, key to getting that done on that day? Yeah, actually, I have played uh, Ballstart quite many times already, and it's always there. Uh, it's it's windy and it's a little cold. Um, conditions are not too fast, and uh, yeah. Also, the year before, I played well there. I think I did quarters, and then uh, the year I beat Berrettini, I played semis there, and. Uh, yeah, I have been always feeling comfortable there. They used to have Challenger the week before uh, ATP, and then I would I would spend like three weeks, two, three weeks there uh, to get used to the conditions. And uh, for me, or what I think, it's uh, always tricky with windy and with wind, and that it's cold. So yeah, but I remember I was playing really well that time. Yeah, definitely. nice. Yeah. I guess we'll wrap it up there then. We've had a good podcast. Thank you so much, Henry, for coming on. It's been a pleasure listening to some of your stories and all your experience. Um, yeah. We'll let you get on with your evening. Thanks for giving your time. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks a, lot for, thanks a lot to you. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you back on court again. Yeah, I hope so. Let's <laughs> go again soon. <laughs> all right then, man. All right. Yeah. See you. Take Thank care. you. See you yeah. soon. See you. Bye. Podcast Network.